to dead air two hours of hardcore radio this is episode 82 we're gonna do a uh kind of a guest review episode where we uh we have our guest mj what's up what's up listen let me turn you up a little bit hey what up hey what up um how long has it been it's been like two years since the one and a one and a half between one and a half and two since you've been on the show yeah we were with wake yeah, we were on. Man, that was like really like a year and a half ago. Dude, like when you guys um came in, that was like like we talked a little bit about my like warehouse job and like 
y'all came in, I did that show, and then I stopped doing Dead Air for like two months unintentionally because really? I couldn't even, I couldn't, I was working literally every day of the week at the, um, at the warehouse. So I like, I, there was not one day I could make it up and it was super unintentional. I remember I did a interview with, um, the singer morning again and I felt so bad because they kept them being like, so we did that interview. When are we, uh, when is that show going up? (laughs) (laughs) Two months later. Uh, so back in the, back in the day, we used to just like, anytime we have a guest, we just like let them pick the playlist. So today you're picking the playlist. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the songs. Kind of the only restrictions is I just made sure that it was, um, anywhere like within the last couple of years. Um, we'll, basically look back on um there are some bands in here that we have played but haven't really uh talking talked too much about and some of them we haven't played in a very very long time so we started off with uh arson and god's pasture um by the band blame god um from long island author record power and control um i don't know mu- much about this except by the fact that it's fucking heavy. I mean, I didn't know much about <clears throat> Blame God until we played with them. I played with them like last February, I think, so like a year ago. And like we always get hit up to do shows for bands. Like, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just do a show with a band from wherever. Like, that's fine. And then you listen to them. And they're great. So I think this came out last year, but that show was really cool. It was at a small record shop in Seattle. Drawing a blank on the name, but it's in like Wallingford. Okay. Really, really small, like tiny record shop. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I just think like this band is Was awesome. it Fat Cat? Yeah, Fat Cat. That's it. Okay, yeah. It, that's yeah. owned by that's owned by a family of uh, of somebody who used to like um, used to be in a couple like Tacoma hardcore bands back in the day. The more you know, yeah, but yeah. So we played at Fat Cat with Blame God, and like this record came out, and I was listening to it, and I was like, "It's so good! It's so heavy!" There's like all the changes are like unexpected. That breakdown in that last song is ridiculous. I don't know. I want I want to see them again. Super bad. So awesome band. Shout out to them. I think a thing about this is like you. Like we talked a little bit about just like how like a lot of songs are like like suit like and a lot of Seattle's taste has been um specifically like Capitol Hill, that area is like tinged in like a metal yeah. presence. If they want if there's hardcore, it's there's metal in it. Um that's where that's where it's like sometimes it it kind of uh my my hardcore uh sensibility steps in. Uh like the like I loved the that song, I loved the end, but I was like, where we were waiting for it to finally like end. That's where like hardcore me would have been. Okay, stop messing with the guitars. Just just stop the song. Yeah, hardcore kids don't lean into anything longer than about three minutes. And you know? that's where it is. Well, and also just like hard. I don't think. And I'm going to. I'm just gonna straight up. So I still don't. Uh, don't get it. I'm like, I, I get like on stage. It's, I guess it's cool to, 
you know, you know, draw out the guitars, get some get some feedback and me- and mess around. I mean, your bands do it, yeah. and it was always fun to yeah. to see that. But like listening to it on record is just like, all right, let's let's reel it in, guys. I mean, I like a lot of doom and like post metal stuff or whatever, and so I just like that song hits all of the all the marks for me. All right, so Every checks checks all the checks all the boxes. Yep. So. The next one we're gonna do is one I I really fucking like this band, um, Endless Death um, by Salrot. I I love like vocal vocally. This is a lot of people talk about like um, liking bands that have a vocalist that sounds like unhinged, and that's what I love about. I like Salrot doesn't sound as unhinged as they sound like a hybrid of of a human and a goblin creature hybrid with a fucking with a fucking hood like with his hand out like either warning you about something or telling you to fuck off yeah i mean Selrot from your from your fucking nightmare is their thing yeah no i we played with them uh at gilman for this fest also last year and there's a hate five six video of it and i highly recommend going to watch that video because it's literally insanity like it's one of the most fun bands to see and they're just like the riffs are so good like i don't know it's awesome dustin the drummer heavy into the china symbol but it's not like macho sounding it's just like i don't know it yeah this record is wonderful and i think more people need to start hyping up this band a little bit they're they're sick i like i said like like the the energy that the that the vocals put out are like check all the right boxes because like with this with heavy music and with fast like aggressive music you why wouldn't you want the vocals and the music to sound insane Mm -hmm. we talk about with you know people want stuff that's harder or faster or people like something that's quote unquote extreme but if it's like heavy and and the vocalist is very mild like what the fuck are you doing it's we you want you want something i don't want anybody like i don't mind like if it's your first show and you like you need to get those jitters out but i like now that i've been listening to this shit for like 12 plus years. I want nothing less than just slobbering insane unhinged crazy people. Yeah, on I, the mic. I saw them play at a bike shop here in Tacoma over the summer and Selrot set was like pretty mellow. It was kind of weird and kind of a bummer cuz I love this band and I'll go off. But then We'll give a shout out to, I guess, uh, Video Prick. You want to talk about unhinged, like, bands live? Like, yes. I still have, I've heard so much. That is one band that we, I, we haven't really, like, it's on my, it's on my list of things to check out. And I still haven't checked out Video Prick. Yeah. Catch them if you can. They're, they're sick. I've heard nothing but, uh, but good things, uh, about that band. So. We'll go ahead and we'll go. We're gonna go from that into uh, 
to Baptist. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but we'll do a um, little two song block and then we'll uh, be back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Who's killing me? Who's killing me? 
Okay, then. Yeah. Cool. We're here. Um, yeah, you're you're making me re-listen to stuff that I now I'm like after listening to Cell Rot, I, I like I need to see like every single band we've played so far. I'm like, I need to see live now. I want. Yeah. I need to fucking like. There's there are like names like oh this is pretty good and then you then like you listen to it in real time like this would be a fucking dope show and baptists i would love to re-see again they played they played with uh no future one time right yeah rainfest rainfest the same day i don't know if we played the same was it the same day i don't see i don't remember that weekend was a is kind of a haze now it's literally almost five years ago yeah like that weekend's weird i know feather and bone played one day yeah, so we played the same day as like a Feather and Bone, Cult Leader, uh, All Out War, and like that day was like really, really tight, really awesome lineup. But yeah, that whole weekend is kind of a blur for me. Like, I feel like so long ago. Um, but the first time I saw Baptist was that weekend. And that actually, that might be the only time I've seen them. I know I, they played one year. They've played a year of Northwest Terror Fest. I thought. Could be wrong. Could that they're like the way they sprinkle in in hardcore for that for that particular festival. It's I don't want to say it's forgettable, but it's it's just like it's hard to to remember because they're like they do drop they'll drop a randomly hardcore influenced band on the lineup here and there for the Northwest Terror Fest. Yeah, and I know Baptist played. It was like a few years ago now they played with All Pigs Must Die. That's and I missed that show. That might be what it is. I was super, super bummed to miss that. But yeah, I really love that um last LP they put out. I think that came out in 2018. Um and that particular song, Vicarious Trauma, is about I read an interview with the vocalist and he's like a social worker, like an outreach worker in Vancouver. And he just like was talking in depth about like the lyrical content for that record being influenced by his job. And as someone who's in that same like line of work, like it really like resonates with me. And so that song is just like, I don't know. It's really intense. I like bands that have like really a lot of depth in their lyrics and it's not just, you know, lip service to like other issues. To, to things that they're not currently like experiencing, which is like, if you're knowledgeable in that in, in what you're talking about, that's still good. But if like, I think it's always like better and it resonates if it's from, if you know for a fact an intentional sense that it's come, that it's coming from a, like a place of truth. Cause that's like the life that they're living. It's coming from their everyday fucking lives. Yeah. And that's why I love reading, you know, like if people are, willing to do like a song by song, like explanation of the lyrics for their record. I love that stuff. Cause you know exactly like where they're coming from. But then on the, on the, on the, on the other hand, it's cool to like kind of interpret meaning from songs, but yeah, that whole record is really, really intense lyrically. And I would encourage you to like find that interview and read it. Cause it really, it's, it's intense. Is song explanations more for metal kids or for hardcore kids? I'm thinking I'm my, my thought goes for metal. Uh, I would say hardcore kids. 
Yeah. Because I feel like lots of hardcore kids like become teachers or like social workers or like, you know, go into those types of fields. I mean, I don't know. Like, but do, do hardcore kids take, take the time to pay attention to do enough hardcore kids take a time to pay attention to song explanations? Nah, hardcore kids just want to sing along. Yeah. Or like, (laughs) I'm not saying that they don't memorize the lyrics, but like, I feel like that's how, how sometimes like you can like sometimes semi sketchy bands get by because their, their lyrics are worded in a way that when people aren't actually paying attention. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I'm just, I'm just saying like, there's sometimes I'll be like, how did, how did we let this slip? It's because we were listening to the mosh part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just fucking saying, but what, uh, what do you think? Who do you think comes out? Who do you think is more at a, at a Baptist show, like on a, on a tour, like pulling more, more metal or hardcore kids? I'm I thinking mean, metal. Yeah. Baptist is, Baptist is like a metal band. It's a metal band. Like, They're a metal band with like a little bit of hardcore intent. How did how did they how do they fit into the circles of uh of hardcore? Like how do they get on 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 hardcore fests and be with like on Rainfest and stuff like that? They just kind of fit in that like middle ground, I guess. I mean, they're hard enough for like hardcore kids to listen to and like they have riffs, but then you know, they're shreddy enough for the metal kids. I don't know. I'm kind of like in the middle ground here, you know? Yeah, no, I know that that's where you, that's why I'm asking. Cause yeah, like I, like, like sometimes it all, it all comes down to intent with the, the people, the background, the backgrounds, the people that they know, like they can be a straight up metal band, but if they have like the same like intent or, uh, or their ideas are breeding in the same, um, rooms as other hardcore kids, they usually end up, that's how they end up playing these shows, even if their like style is literally straight up 100 percent metal with no with no even like hardcore influence at all. Right. Like for example, like the drummer of Baptist also plays in Sumac. Yeah. Which is very much like for metal, you know, metal kids, and it's you know it's Aaron Turner playing guitar and singing or whatever. But then they, they'll play shows together, and I don't think a lot of hardcore kids are really into Sumac. So there's probably a probably a split there. You could analyze. That there's there's a, a yeah. Deeper. There's a bit. I would say there's a big like divide there. And like I said, it also comes to like like the rooms that um, certain bands play. Because like I would say places like Rainfest. If I didn't hear them before or didn't or didn't have another hardcore person show me Baptists, I it might have. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it, but it might have uh, found this band later on. Fair. Because because of what I'm, what I currently like pull from and what I currently am searching for musically, I, because but I do love the moments when I hear like a um a metal or metal influenced band and be like oh fuck this is sick because it's like it's like for someone who listens to a lot of like more punk influenced or New York hardcore this stuff like like when it's good it's really fucking good. So we're going to move on uh the next song Cloud Rat. This is a band I don't particularly have much of an opinion on. I like um I like parts 
like this is one of those bands where I haven't fully digested um, what's what's going on with the music. Like I'll listen to it, be like, oh, that's a cool part. Um, but I but I haven't like I don't know if I'm just I have just been unwilling to digest it or I just haven't taken the time. Well, this is the most recent like full length record that Cloud Rat put out, but their discography is like it's huge. They've been putting out music. I think since, I don't know, probably 2009. I don't know. I started listening to them a couple of years ago, actually. But looks uh, from what we're looking at, I know they've been doing it for a minute. But 2010, we're I'm counting up the releases. We're looking we're looking at like almost nine, so almost like a, almost a release a year. Yeah, they have they have a huge amount of music. I just think they they just really blend so much like influence that I love, like screamo straight up just like grindcore hardcore and then a lot of like doomier post metal songs one of their releases is a split but they have just like like a 20 minute long just like doom song that they did for that release only and it's like they're a band that is continually just putting out like really interesting awesome music and this this lp is wonderful don't they have some like kind of melodic stuff too with like some singing going on yeah they they do a lot of singing um they have a lot of like it's like a grind song that turns into like a really melodic like screamo song and like yeah they do they do a lot of different stuff and then there's a um like an a companion piece to this record that's like i guess you would call it like dark wave like synth pop stuff that's totally like not it sounds nothing like the record but it fits with it you know I know this band is like popular with a lot of people and I don't feel like what I, from what I've seen, it doesn't land in a particular lane and it doesn't land with, with a bunch of particular sep like a, a sect of people. It just lands with, it just lands wherever it lands. Yeah. I would say they cloud rat definitely defies classification. I think that's why they're one of my favorite bands right now. And I think like that's what, I would say a regular, like somebody who's like, like there's always those people who say, Oh, I like all music, but usually don't like shit. Don't like anything. And then there's actually those people who do like, like our music fans that are always, that are looking, these are the bands that people are, that they're looking for. They're not technically hardcore metal fans. They just like bands that like push the envelope and, and are doing something different. Right. So what are we doing after this? Um, okay, we got so we got this, and then we got some um, melodic hardcore, and I think I can say I can say a lot on this on this next track. Um, not not necessarily about the band itself, but just with where where it's pulling from. Um, we're gonna play uh, Web Spinner from Cloud Rat off the record Pollinator, and then uh, Lasting Efforts. Um, a self-titled track from um, Crafters, uh, Lasting Efforts, I believe, LP. Yes. Yes, I'm getting the nod yes. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. And uh, we're going to start this song now. Is it going to work? Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. Just heard Lasting Efforts by Crafter from uh, the record, Lasting Efforts. Uh, I don't think we've, we've never played this band on the show because they were sub- they were supposed to come here um, last year. Um, I believe at the end of, I think around November of last year, but yeah. they they were doing a quote unquote last tour, and uh, they, but how long were they even around as a band? I were they around a long time? I have no idea. I just know that I heard that record. I thought it was good and. Was like okay. I'm gonna go see them play. You know, I don't know. And yeah, they so they did a last tour. And even though like it's always like it's a it's always weird when you're like oh they they're going on the last tour, but like I haven't heard this band prior to this last tour at all. Yeah. Like I would have thought I would have heard I've heard something from them. okay. So from what I'm looking in the notes, 2014 is when they. Um, when they first uh, emerged, so about five years. Just it's kind of I don't know. For from my from my end, it's weird to do a last tour to a place that you've never been to. Like in a way, like I would just call it a tour, and then just be like, and then just afterwards, like be like, okay, well, that was our last tour, guys. Well, I want to say like shortly before they before this tour like started they were like oh this is actually going to be our last tour i don't think they booked it as a last tour you know but i don't know i just like i said heard the record thought it was cool that was that um it's with a band like that there's really no disputing what where where this band takes cues from oh yeah like it's 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 clear it's clear cut like i would say lots of bands like to say like oh we're you know, we like they um, they pay tribute to like verse and modern life is war with uh, their and killing the dream with a lot, obviously in like their bio. And I can see where they definitely take influence. But like with that cleaned up sound, like I hear like comeback hit 100 percent, especially like with the delivery and like everything just like really, I don't know, a little bit more popular and catchier than than. uh and not as rough around the edges as some of those other bands that they did note. Like not as like killing the dream is definitely a little bit darker and moshier than what this, what this is. Yeah. I, I will say some of the other songs on that crafter record are a little bit darker sounding a little bit more moshy. It just like they're pulling from very obvious influences of bands that like I have loved throughout the years. Um, but yeah, they, they did, they did it well in that song. That song's cool. And it's just like uh, it's it, it 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 just takes me back a lot because like like if this was like five years prior or like even even like um, maybe even like came out ten years ago, this band would have been could have could have and would have been a launching point for some people because like before there was like the like knocked looses and the sanctions and stuff like that if you're newer to listening to hardcore a lot i feel like um like bands like crafter and melodic hardcore were like those memes like where all the hands are in <laughs> and it had different genres on the hands and i would say like 
like it, this is like a band that uh, hardcore kids liked, punk kids liked, pop punk kids liked, and they're they're on you know so on and so forth. Mo- a lot of people from different genres because it was presented in a way just like that was not only like very very like catchy but like a lot of it had like a positive message and some people who were out like got out of hardcore for a little while were like i don't i don't need the like a negative message and it was like everything about um melodic hardcore is more decipherable than other i guess other parts of of uh hardcore even though i would yeah even more even more decipherable decipherable than some youth crew as well yeah sure and and i was and with uh like i i guess like it's also like it can take all all kinds of people can also play this easily like and pick it up even with not knowing the cues and the influences like um like i was in a melodic hardcore band most of them didn't really listen to that much melodic hardcore they listened to a hodgepodge of lots of different things yeah so Hats off to Crafter. This is probably first and one of the only times play because you're playing you guys because you are uh, ha- are therefore uh, since since like uh, December you have you are no longer yeah now defunct now defunct. So moving on, I actually really fucking love this band. I've never heard of this band before. Oh, you know, you've never heard of Envy? No, I've heard the Japan Envy. Yeah, but not this one. This is a different band, right? No, this is the Envy from Japan. Is there... No way. Are you sure? Yeah, the track that I sent you, Fingerprint Mark. Yeah, this is... Because they're like... They don't... Do they normally sound like this? No, and that's kind of why I chose this song. Okay. So this... Okay, this... I thought this was a completely... Because this is not what... Like, for someone who listened... If you listen to Envy, this isn't like... This isn't the norm at all. Yeah, so this this record like just came out like a couple weeks ago. Um and I thought it was a completely different band. No, same band. And like once again like Envy like Japanese like hardcore screamo like legends, right? Like yeah. they've been a band since like the early 90s. Yeah. And also a discography that's like huge and like prolific and they do so many different styles, like screamo, post rock, post metal. But then this song is straight up like a hardcore song. Yeah, like no, it wasn't. Was, I thought it was something different because I was like, "There's parts in here that do sound like Envy." Like you can, there's. I was like, the leads. Like I can see where Envy, but I just like when I heard like the overall structure of the song, I was like, "This, this is not." Yeah, that's that's why I chose this song because I was listening to this record and then this song came out. I was like, "Whoa!" Because I thought they they trademarked themselves as Envy Japan. I have no idea about that. I thought they but... did because, well, I like I said, I haven't listened to um, Envy in a, in a while, so I thought like they've been since defunct for a minute. So they are there officially back with something totally different that. This is really cool. This is I really like um like like you said they're not they're not traditionally a hardcore band. So no. it's cool to see their take on hardcore music being very proficient musicians doing um like very interesting like post rock screamo 
like that's it's 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 interesting to hear the structure in this stuff and i really i really like the vocals too it's it's really cool yeah and this song this song rips so so we're gonna play this song if you haven't heard it check it out if you haven't listened to any um, of envy's discography um i would definitely um check it out you would and then you will understand why I didn't think it was the same band um, from this song. So it's off. So the record is called Fallen Crimson. Is that a uh, is that a full length? Yeah, full length. Um, I think it's a double LP actually. Okay. So it's a pretty long record, but yeah, a new full length from Envy. It's it's awesome. I'm gonna have to check out more of this. This is called Fingerprint Mark. It's really fucking dope.
All right. So we taught we uh, played Envy Fingerprint Mark. That was I fucking even re-listening that song, knowing um, like that it's the same band. It's just it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like I can't wait to uh, check out the rest of the record. It's like that's the different that I'm always looking for. Um, something we after that um, we played a, a thousand cuts by the band Extricate um, off their record Unforgiving Years. Uh, w- basically, you said mem- members are member of Seven Generations. You said member of I don't know something like that. Yeah. There's there's member. Um, if you listen to it, the song it's. The, like it leaves nothing, not too much for commentary. It's just yeah. really good it's, late nineties vegan straight edge um, sounding music. Like like it it follows the blueprint to the T from from the from the song structure to the vocals to um, to the style of recording. It's yeah, super raw sounding. I, that record's great. Label mates. That record came out on Better Melody. Dope. Um, shout out to Grant. Um, yeah, awesome seven inch. Really don't have a whole lot to say about it. That's they, what I said. Like I listened to it, I was like, this is pretty. This is pretty clear cut. This is pretty. Uh, this is pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like once once you like think of like, oh, this is. It, with that kind of precursor, vegan straight edge music, be like, hey, this is going to be a vegan. You know exactly what you're going to listen to. So once you go in knowing that, it's like, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah. So moving on, um, we'll we'll talk briefly about this band because I'm because I'm going to have um, a member of this band up on the show um, pretty soon. I think in the next week or two, um, we're going to play all talk from uh, Fom. Okay, I won't. I won't say you too can much s- then. You can say what say what you want to say because we'll we'll go kind of deep. We'll we'll talk about we're going to talk about hardcore and talk about uh we'll we'll go we'll do a deep dive um because like I only know Catherine from the internet. That's it. We've haven't talked about we haven't talked about like the band hardcore. I know they've like this band's based out of it's based out of Denver, correct? Yeah, Denver by way of, but there, but Kevin uh, lives in Seattle. Yeah, I mean Tacoma, Denver by way of other places. Yeah, um, I actually just picked Cat up, Cat and Joey, up from the airport last night after Fom recorded their LP in Oakland with Jack Shirley. So I'm super excited to hear that. Um, this song, All Talk from their seven inch, is just it checks all the boxes. Another one of those songs that checks all the boxes as far as hardcore goes. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I got a text from my work. I'm trying to see what I'm just. I'm trying to see when I'm gonna work. Fuck, um, fuck work. I know. I hate. I hate it. I'm. A, I'm a slave. As, as I'm getting asked when I want to work. So what we're we're talking. We're talking about foam. I love. I like this song. I know they just recorded some stuff, and it's gonna be. I'm. Have you heard any of what they've put together yet? Have heard? Have you heard bits and pieces of the new record? Yeah, I heard one song. Is it dope? It's it's amazing. It's yeah, it's great. It, Cat is one of my really good friends. Has quickly become one of my really good friends. Um, and even if 
Like she showed me one of the songs off the new LP and was like, oh, you're just saying that to be nice. That's good. I'm like, no, I liked your band before I met you. Like, it's awesome. I, and it's any anything Jack Shirley touches, like I'm typically a fan of just because of his style and his approach to recording. And yeah, I, yeah, FOM. Yeah. I'll talk. Do. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, from the seven inch, I've seen FOM once. I think it was with With War this earlier this year. Um, they played. Oh, no, I also. They played. Um, they played with uh, Modern Life is War, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, back, in, back in December. Back in December. That was a cool show. I was like, overall, uh, I think we're. I think we're actually. We'll have time to get to the Modern Life is War track too. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, another band I have things to say about um, will be Fiddlehead, and because I fucking love that band. Um, but we'll get we'll get to that when we when we get to the track. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna play all talk. If you haven't checked out Fom, check it out. They recently just got signed to uh, Safe Inside Records. Um, that we'll be putting out their new stuff. Um, what, what's the, what would you say is the specific FFO for, for this band? Oh man, I don't know. I'm so bad. I'm so bad with those. I mean, when I first heard it, it was just like fast, like kind of like East coast, like Boston hardcore, but it's not really that. I mean, it's little bit of melody at times. I mean, it's just angry. There's a, like, there's a lot of like mid 2000s pull from it. There's parts like that. There's are a few parts. It's not melodic, but there, there's parts that I can hear from like guitar wise from Hope Con a little bit. Like it's so easy in to, to use any like 2000s style band like this in say, in say AN. Yeah. But, there, but that it really, it that really did like kind of um, conjure up some of this, this style of, of not like necessarily like positive or dark or dark hardcore, but it's not necessarily like emotional, but like the fast, the faster AN songs definitely like definitely brought a, a certain um, style to, to, uh, to two to early to mid two thousands hardcore. Yeah. And there's a part in this song, a little kind of breakdown part near the end that's just so like AN. Like it just sounds like an AN song. Like that's in, in, in the, the best way. Yeah, like I'm I'm about I'm about it. Like like I know there's cause I know some people will hear that and be like turned off by that, but I'm like I'm sorry, but a lot of fucking bands came came from that came from just that little that influence alone. Oh yeah. So We'll do that, play some Fiddlehead, and we'll talk about it. And uh, we'll be play some songs and do the damn thing.
All right, USMA, Fiddlehead off of their uh, full-length Springtime and Blind. Um, came out 2018 on Run for Cover? Yeah, Run, yeah. Run for Cover. This is probably one of the best. It's undisputedly the best Pat Flynn project and probably one of the best run for cover records in the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm, I'm with both of those statements, which are bold statements, but I'm, I'm with it. I, I checked this record out like not even that long ago. I was kind of late to checking out fiddlehead, but I li- I've pretty much had it on repeat, like regular rotation. Yeah. And yeah, he's got a great voice. The songs are like awesome. I think it's, Members of Basement filling out the band, maybe. That yeah. That that tracks. Not it's not fact, but it tracks. Yeah. I don't it's not it's not I I can't confirm or deny any of that. Um but yeah, Fiddlehead's just like out of the bands that have come out like within this style, it it kind of rejuvenated me listening to like hardcore adjacent music of this um, of this style. Cause like for a few years, like a lot of the bands either were disbanding or going into a, a totally different lane. Yeah. Like I talked about a little bit, like uh basement did, did like a record 2015 that I could honestly care less about. And then I don't, because I, it might be just because I like Jimmy Eat world so much. I love their latest record. That sounds like an early, like Jimmy Eat world ripoff. But, uh, like run for cover bands um lately have not really been my big like have been my go-to so fiddlehead's doing something that i think is bringing more like people who are actual real fans of hardcore adjacent music back to the back to the label Mm -hmm. so and just like and i'm by no means a uh a half heart hater actually i actually do like I'm, i'm not a the biggest have heart fan, but when they have a track, they have a track. I like, I like, I know people don't, there's people who don't like it, but I like, I always liked Moad Carcore and I like, I'm not like, oh man, this is the best band to ever exist, but I, I do like, um, have heart songs. Yeah. I like half hearts records. I, I like half heart. I'm not like, I love have heart best hardcore band ever. Like you said, but I, I like have heart. Um, and it wasn't. It was nothing for me to go be like. I want to travel to go see those shows, even though the those shows are like. I'm still like, even like I think it's really cool what the Half Heart shows did, like for last year, like and people going nuts. But I'm still like, no, nah, I'm still Team Fiddlehead. Like <laughs> Team Fiddlehead. <laughs> I am Team. Sure. I'm Team Fiddlehead all the way. Like, like if we if you were to give me a choice to see. Have heart in a parking lot with what was it? How many thousand people? A few thousand people. More than a few thousand. I want to say they were pushing ten like thousand. It was people. ten. It was ten thousand. Ten thousand people for that moment, or a dope ass fiddlehead show in a basement. I go fiddlehead. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that at this point. I would. I want to see fiddlehead. I that. wouldn't mind if if there's a chance to see have heart, like, and they're. I just like my thing was I was bummed out because 
because with um, Sound and Fury, like my whole thing is I want to see the new bands, all the bands on Triple B and all the bands that are putting out cool new records at those festivals. And the fact that Half Heart was put on it to sell it out. So I could like it was kind of a bummer when it could should have been just its own separate show and not on the fest because I'm going to that fest to see all the new fucking hardcore bands. Right. And get hyped on on bands with people younger than me playing sick ass fast mosh music. Yeah, we we got a sick triple B band coming up in a couple tracks, but Oh yeah, no yeah. oh oh for sure. I I see it on here. And like that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. That's like the fun I'm looking for for the weekend. There's a difference between like I've talked about it. I don't know if I've even said it on the show. Like if I'm gonna go to something like that, I'm gonna go to fucking like Furnace Fest and see all and like because that's literally a weekend to go down memory lane. Yeah. To to see bands that I grew up listening to in high school. So that's where that is. Like Sound and Fury, FYA, that is to see all the new bands that I've been listening to all year. That's the point. So that I can that in that way, that kind of bummed me out. But I like Half Heart. Love Fiddlehead more. Actually, Fiddle that I would have loved to see because Fiddlehead has been actually playing the last few, uh, the last couple Sand and Furies. Like, yeah, they played 2019 and 2018, and I'm like, I would have like a hundred percent gone to see, like, just to see Fiddlehead. Yeah, I can never afford to travel for fests and stuff, so I'm just holding out that they'll do like a Pacific Northwest show or weekend or something. And that's the that's why I'm taking those business calls, man. Yeah. During the show, so I could try to <laughs> so I could try to save enough money to travel. Yep. So, uh, up next, we got Infernal Coil, Boise, Idaho, on top. We talk about Boise on top, and it's not a <laughs> fucking joke, man. There's some sick, there's some sick ass bands from uh, Boise, and this is. It's like definitely right now, I think as far as bands that are breaking out of um, Boise, is it a, is it like a split between metal and hardcore that are, they're both kind of at the same time breaking out? Cause we got, we got rejects impact. We got Ingrown coming out of Boise. Then we got, I don't know if sentient divide is like, they were from somewhere in Idaho. Now they're like Spokane by way of like Olympia, but sentient divide. I kind of lump them in with Idaho. I don't yeah, know. I, I do too, because they kind of share a scene. Cause like Spokane, they're probably going to go out to, they're probably going to go to Boise before they go out to Seattle specifically just cause like I would say just because it's easier to get to from there. There's not a mountain pass. Yeah. So that's just like, that's just like sometimes of the choice. Like if you want to travel to port, Portland for a show or go to Spokane. If you live in Tacoma, you're going to go, you're going to pick Portland every time. Like that's, that's, it's easy, especially during, during the winter. Like I'm not, I don't, it's nothing against Spokane. I, I can't say mountain pass. I can't say there has been super memorable East Eastern Washington hardcore shows for me. Like I've traveled out to see bands for fr- because they're friends and they're tour and they're like sometimes like 
like bands traveling from the East Coast would go to Eastern Washington, stop, and then go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would go out there. I think I played a show in Walla Walla one time, and that was pretty cool. Um, but with an exception of that, no. But all my friends in Boise are doing cool bands, and Infernal Coil is is one of them. What's another one? Oh, Grave Titan. Have you listened to Grave Titan? No, I've not heard. Um, that's um, Alex that was in Inground. Elsa played played in Inground. Okay, and, and it's like kind of in this uh, kind of in this style. So I would I would definitely check it out. Um, what do you got to say about Inground? I mean, not Ingrown. <laughs> Infernal Coil. Ingrown's uh, fucking. Ingrown's the best. Ingrown's sick. <laughs> Infernal Coil. Ingrown Coil. Wild stuff when they played that Fast and Tacoma. No. Um, Ingrown's tight. We're not talking about them. Uh, Infernal Coil, this record is just absolutely punishing, like just grinding. Like, it's not even death metal. It's just like, I don't know. Do hardcore punishing. kids like this? Um,. I'm gonna go with a resounding no. I don't think so. Which I think a hardcore person can like this. Can, but this uh, is, but do th- but it, does it break through to them? I would say. I would say when I heard it, I was like, "This is dope." But like, because it like it was sent to me when it first when in the first incarnation of the band about like like three three four years ago. And yeah. it was sent to me and I was like, this is cool and I'm going to play it. But um, does this go with some of my audience? Maybe not. I, I file this under vegan straight edge, though. Are they vegan straight edge? Well, it's um, it's Blake who played in Dead in the Dirt. Okay. Who plays could... guitar and, and does vocals. So I file this very much under vegan straight edge or like environmentally focused music because the lyrics are very like dark and you know the lyrics are great and then we like we played with this band a couple years ago at black lodge and it was like 20 degrees inside that venue and that was like my introduction to them and it just fit perfectly well and this band has has gained a pretty decent sized audience now like Mm -hmm. i think they've from the first time I played them in like I think 2016 or so they they've uh definitely like I hear I hear more talk about this band so yeah the like the um label that put this out profound lore is pretty like pretty prominent like metal label they put out like countless like awesome records and then they did a tour with uh Sumac and Dalek a couple years ago and like I would have love to see that tour because that's like such an eclectic mix of three like artists that are doing totally different sounds um i don't know if inferno coil is even still a band like i think they are i I think charlie from was playing in them for a little bit yeah when when i saw them he was playing in the band i just i don't know because i remember for specifically so we talked i don't it's so hard for me to remember what what I heard in a podcast or what I heard in actual conversation <laughs> anymore because I do this so often and then I have 
I have real I have I listen to podcasts where they have real conversations. So I'm like, Are I sure did I hear this story in a podcast or did I hear so uh when Ingrown came, um we were we were talking I was talking to Charlie about that in work and like so like literally because um Sumac like has toured with like bigger bands, like he, they name dropped like the way that Charlie got the time off for like a bigger infernal coil um tour was the fact that Sumac put was I forget what it was a big band too. Like they played like Sumac's played with some big bands. Like Yeah, and it's Aaron Turner who played in ISIS. So, so yeah, no, so I'm trying to, so I'm saying, so he name dropped Sumac and name dropped the, the tour that was Sumac was currently on and they gave it, they gave Charlie time off and PTO because of the, they said they were like, you can tour, you touring with bands like this, you can take off as much time That's as you want. really funny. I'm going to ask him about that. Next ask time him about him. that. He told me this is, ask him the details on that. That was, it was real. It was it was really funny. I I'm I'm I forget the name of the band, but whatever it was, made I I mean, it was it was a notable band too. So I was like, so I was like, whatever. Uh, it was it was probably like Neurosis or something. Yes. Or like I think Sumac toured with Boris. I think also. As well. I think maybe Mastodon. I have no idea. It's possible. Yeah. Something. It was something Mastodon tier. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mastodon that, tier. The band of what <laughs> I don't, don't quote me on it. Cause I'm like I said, I, do, <laughs> I had a hard time remembering if it was, if I heard it in a podcast in real or in real life, but it was, uh, but it was when me and Charlie went and got food at, um, at the, just another gig. Also, Church Cantina, if you haven't... Uh, have you been there? Yep. Church Cantina in South Tacoma. Good shit. Vegan oh. vegan food. Go yeah, go ve- check it out. Yeah. I like the I like the uh, the, gr- the grilled I, cheese. I hate bars unless they have vegan food, but church is pretty... It's pretty chill. But here's the thing. If you're going... Like, beggars can't be choosy. If you live in Tacoma, that's where a lot of the vegan food is. Yep. So I'm that's... I'm cool. I'm cool with it. So... We're gonna play Continuum. Cruise. Oh, I can't say this word. What is Oh, I just realized the next two tracks have the word continuum in them. Yeah. So we're gonna play track from Infernal Coil um uh, from Within a For- Within a World Forgotten. Yeah, they both both tracks have continuum. And the next one is just continuum. Um and then we'll talk about that in the just a minute.
I guess we'll have to warm up like every uh, like ten minutes. Sure. Um. So I fucking love that. Um, talking a little bit about Loma. Um, conti- uh, continuum from. Am I saying this right? Loma Prieta. Yeah, Loma Prieta. Um. Ha- I think this is a what? It, what is this? Is a is this an LP? Or? Uh, it's a two song single they just put out like within the past month or so. I think. Okay, so know. this is brand. This is like brand new. Brand new. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even put up the info for this. Um, I love when bands do stuff like this. It's catchy. Um, I love the fuzzed out vocals. I love how the intentional like lowering of the vocals of how like the levels between like you can, you can hear some like screamo style vocals too, but it's faded so far back in the mix. Like, yeah, it feels like it's like someone's far away. I want to say this is another Jack Shirley recording. I'm pretty sure Loma Prieta does like most of their, if not all of their records with him now. Um, yeah, just a band that also I've loved for a long time. Like this record, this, these two songs on this um, single they put out, definitely not what you would expect from Loma Prieta, but that's always for me a good thing when you're kind of caught off guard by, you know, what a band's doing. I, I think this song is awesome. It's the lyrics are great. Like you were saying about the vocals, that's what really like kind of drew me into this song is how the vocals sit in the mix and it's just so like, contributes to the feel of the song and like would you consider this a uh technically a hardcore band or like because they do have like kind of a post-hardcore feel with like some like like a little bit of like screamo style um stuff going on as well yeah i mean loma's like early stuff like the records that i really like by them are definitely like post-hardcore like hardcore influence like a lot louder like noisier type stuff um like trevor you saw my old band no future like we all were definitely listening to like lots of loma prieta when we were like in that band and writing for that band um yeah i I wouldn't necessarily file them as a hardcore band but and i feel like that style really facilitates like change like it can it can um it it gives a lot of like this uh this particular lane gives a lot of room for to uh go in a certain direction yeah where other hardcore does not like so where like you can you can mend like uh i guess you can mesh this with the rest of their um discography and be perfectly cool with it like mm-hmm. there's some bands when they take a left turn it's a real hard left turn and it and it's just like either the record that like change like is just like the record nobody wants to listen to or divides fans but i feel like this is not a fan dividing type uh type turn no i don't think so at I all agree with that so uh moving on is one i can i can talk forever about we talked about a triple b band that basically was it was obviously like i've talked about i talked about so much in 2019 it was my number one record yeah. of the year to whatever fateful end magnitude. If you listen to the show enough, you literally before I even said words, you knew what I was going to talk about. 
the funny thing about this song, Counterattack, was like when I first heard this record, um, like me and Chris were like ex Chris X, um, the former host of the show, sometimes guest, um, talked about how like good this was, but this was the song that he like tried to stray away from because when he heard the word counterattack, he kept on thinking of uh, Pokemon. So he was like <laughs> Pokemon straight edge. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, every time I think, I think of, uh, I think of this song, I think of Pikachu doing a counterattack That's and it funny. just, and it seemed, and it's like, it just seems corny to me. And then later on it, like it was, he, he got over it and like, cause I, he was straight up singing and washing along to the to that set when they came through Seattle, which was just easily one of the best um Seattle shows in four or five years. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, I played that show. Yeah. I just forgot I played that show. Yeah. So the new band I'm in real, that was our first show. And that was a you guys sick first you show. had a re- you had a decent, you know, reaction to your yeah. first set. I think because you guys like after the first show, you guys played another show and then kind of just chilled for a yeah while. we played we played two shows and then things slowed down because i'm in school full-time and working full-time and we're kind of we're picking not to talk about real too much right now but we're picking it back up we're writing some new songs and we got a couple shows in the works but yeah this song is awesome i honestly was not really familiar with this band until i saw them play that usually happens for me i just like a band i go see them they win me over and then i listen to their record um, the fucking uh, double pedal part in this song, yeah, it's good. I I hear lots of trial. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like it, that, I think that's why. Yeah. Also, anyone knows trial is like literally my favorite fucking band I, in the I, world. I think that's why I've I'm seeing. I feel like that's why I'm seeing a lot of like Northwest hardcore kids talk about this record because it sounds like trial to me. It sounds like trial. That's like the main thing that I'm like picking up on but you know maybe that's intentional maybe i just want it to sound like trial no i i hear it no it you like you literally hear this record it is the it's the two tr- two main trial records mixed into one yeah you have um you have the mosh parts of are these our lives and as well as like the fast uh the fastness of the other of the other record from trial yeah my my twin sister jade she even like is like raving about this record and like she hasn't been into like straight edge hardcore for years now you know but we like we'll hang out and put this record on and just like kind of like reminisce about like you know the bands we listen to like growing up so yeah this song is oh yeah well and i think the intentional like pull to to hardcore fans and hardcore lifers were like you like uh are people like that had an initial emotion pulled out of them at a live set like that it's of something that that hardcore is supposed to bring something out of you yeah as in a live environment and that was the first time i've seen that in a in a long time i've saw like like it started off with a bunch of 30 year olds moshing me and dev and a but like and people who don't always mosh yeah this is this is gonna sound weird but i feel like watching magnitude play was kind of like the first time i saw trial play just like 
not really familiar with it, but knowing that something really huge was about to happen or something like that people were going to have an emotional connection with, you know, like it was kind of the same exact same type of energy. I don't, I don't go and pile up and sing along for just any fucking band. Yeah. Not that any of these, any of your other bands or any of these bands that I'm playing on the show, don't get, don't get upset. Not that y'all <laughs> bands aren't tight. It's just, it takes a certain kind. And I, I a hundred percent like magnitude is a, is a bucket list band right now for, to be on the, to be on the show. Yeah. So like they're definitely on the must have for dead air. Cause that I can, I could talk for hours about this music. So yeah, to whatever faithful end is a, classic and i almost like i would it's like almost already a classic record for for that um for this last decade yeah like, instant instant classic with that one i would say it's literally up there with when the smoke clears for for me sure so a hundred percent like this is this is gonna be that's up there with oh, in a top 10 um foundation and magnitude will be right will be in the same vicinity so um, we're going to do that and then we're going to play a track. I think this was, we'll talk more about it. Of course. Um, another track from, uh, Martin life is war. And then we're almost, we're, we're nearing the last little bit of the show. So, uh, we'll be back. We'll see. I don't think we're going to finish this whole list, but we'll get to as much as we possibly can. Listen to dead air, two hours of hardcore radio. Play that. Yeah! 
like end times modern life is war tribulation work songs volume one very rarely is there is a song with a slow dry like repetitive riff like that that would be like okay this is fucking cool yeah i feel the same way about that song it's like the same them and hope con and hope con are the only two bands that like have songs like that where i'm like i can be okay like because there's something about about the riff itself and about like because yeah, i don't if, like bands that have build-ups to nothing yeah if we're strictly talking about like hardcore i'm like yeah. uh, if you're gonna do a single tempo or like the same riff it better be like a well well-crafted song and that song's really fun like when they played it live back in december when i saw them like that's a fun song and the lyrics are cool and like i didn't feel like i needed more music from modern life is war but when that got announced, I was super excited just to have, you know, new songs from them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, dude, that show though, too, was, you went to that, you went to that show. Yeah, I, I, I saw them in Seattle and Portland that, yeah, when they came through, like, that show was awesome. Yeah, Super Crush played, FOM played, and Defeater, too. Yeah, um, like I was because I remember I showed up. You were standing there. We were saying like, I was like, oh, people still care about like 
like melodic hardcore. Yeah, people still really care about Defeater. I hadn't listened to them in a long time. I was I was really into Defeater like the first couple records they did, like the first LP they did, and some stuff that came out on Bridge Nine. But then like I think after that, I just kind of like was like eh about them. Good band, great band to see live. I mean, they're good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Modern Life is War one of my all-time favorite bands like a band that has like so much impact you know and like i i lost my shit when i see them and always will you know like i i knew it was gonna be good i didn't expect it to be that good that was one of those bands so i saw them back in high school like um on one of them on one of their last tours um unintentionally because they were on a tour with um when I was when I was into weirdo Christian st- stuff, and it was and they went on tour with He Is Legend, oh, and so I had no idea that this band was like this. This is weird. There's people like singing along, and there's like in a weird in a way I haven't seen before. It was like I knew like a lot of bands that at that point that took cues from hardcore, but not ones that were like fully emerged into like actual hardcore like this band yeah the the first time i saw them was Rainfest. so Rainfest 2014 they did they announced their reunion and yeah i never thought i would get a chance to see them play so that was for and me and then ha- have really them awesome. come again in five years later and then still be doing stuff yeah and still get like uh absolutely insane reaction you know a lot of people i haven't seen in a very long time at that show just like haven't like in general like it's been lately there's been like the shows of people that have i just was like where have you been for for years yeah and i mean that's and i think for some of them that's cool because there's some people who are like a decade older than me that have like it's obvious what they've been doing for the last couple years they've been fucking working in Supporting their families or right. getting getting their business on. And I just, I always feel like bands like Modern Life is a War just like have this like enduring sound that, you know, is important to people. And, you know, people always will come back to those records and they'll still have the same impact, you know, like years later. For me, like Witness is probably in my top three hardcore records ever musically and with the impact it had like when i first heard it when i was like shit i was like probably 16 i remember like the first time i heard that record and i just had it on repeat for days yeah so so up next we got sect from with terminus off of uh blood of the beasts their their uh latest record i think their third release or is this their fourth release uh this is their third full length so uh, it's the best sect record and the fourth best cursed LP. It you can hear the you can hear the cursed. It's not as I'd say this song isn't like as fast paced as a cursed song. No, in any way, it doesn't have like a any any like crusty fast fast metal parts that for Circle Pit. Yeah, I I, I just think this record like the music sounds like more like curse than anything else they put out. And I don't like want to like stick that comparison, but like, yeah, this record is my favorite thing that they've put out. And I've been 
Like we've played, I think. You played almost every show in the Northwest with them, right? I think actually, yeah. At this point, every show that they've done in the Northwest, Seattle or Portland, I think we've played. Um, Cause we played the first, the first show they played was at Black Lodge in Seattle. And that was for their first LP, like a record release thing. It was a record release weekend. A couple years later, we did the same thing for their second LP. And then they played up here back in November. Yeah. For the, um, the, the, for this record. And I think they, they had to have played Portland too. I don't think we didn't play the Portland show this time around, but we played Seattle with them again. Um, yeah, great band, kind of a super group. I hate that term, but you know, it really is. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand. It's, It's all people who have put out some of my favorite music ever. Um, yeah. And then lyrically, like this record is just like, it cuts deep. It hits close to home. It's like emotional and like cathartic to just like listen to. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. So we got to think we're going to have time for literally two. like, we'll do these two songs. And I think I'll let you pick, I'll let you pick the last song when we get to it. Sweet. So we'll do the two, we'll do two songs. And then we have like time for two to have one to play us out and we'll you can pick literally whatever one so we're gonna do that the song from seizures um and then we'll be back to end episode 82 of dead air two hours of hardcore radio and stuff like that Say it for a time I'm worried I'm worried
Okay, almost over. Um, we got Toxof man, names. Toxophila? Toxophola? Toxophola or Toxophila? Toxophola. Toxophola. Something like that. Seizure Caesars off the latest record. Um came out in uh tw- October of um twenty nineteen. When was the last? The last one was a while before. Was there? Was there? A, yeah, the last one. They had a split in 2018. Before that, their last release was 2013. Yeah, the LP, the first LP. Um, so six years. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to them for a long time. That first LP is great, but this one, like, kind of. This is a really like inspiring record to listen to because they're like. There, there's nothing you can't really classify this it's heavy like music but it's when there is chaotic parts in this it's actually chaotic so i hear a lot of bands like who will take cues from like bands like every time i die and say that that's chaotic hardcore when yeah. i'm like yeah like chaotic part the the chaotic parts are like actually like like i would classify as chaotic because i like i had a band that was good that it was that was like like labeled chaotic hardcore and i'm just like just because you have some like parts that uh that like follow the same like like kind of genre lines does not make doesn't make you really chaotic yeah uh distinguishable like that's it's i really yeah I, i'm i'm a big fan like it takes a lot for me to like want to pay attention to um a song that clocks over four minutes <laughs> like, like this, but like it has, it definitely has parts that grab me because I'm a big fan of like pretty and melodic sounding stuff. So when you go from like something that's just like all over the fucking place and then you, you are successfully able to just reel it in to something that's just like, Oh, that is, that's really nice. Like yeah. it's, it, it I, takes a certain type of band. I really want to see this band again. Um, I don't know. I saw them with Axis and Gouge Away. That sounds like skate, that sounds like a show at a skate park in Seattle. Ooh, that yeah, sounds th- like a good show. This was like a few years ago now, um, but I don't know how much material off of this record they were playing. But I would, yeah, I really want to see them again. Hopefully, they get up here with this record. Um, yeah awesome so that that's almost it for the show so we have one more song um this band has never played seattle correct or am i wrong what are we talking what band are we talking about torso they have played seattle okay they They, have played seattle the first time i heard them was playing with them in seattle at black lodge it was and i self the band i played guitar in the old like power violence band okay um it was us mysterious skin sidetracked torso i think there was like two other bands there was like six or seven bands on that show but yeah they played seattle that time and i got super into them i think they had an lp out shortly after that um and then the band i'm in now actually wake of humanity got to play in berlin with them over the summer they play Um, fluff yeah so torso played fluff and we also were on fluff and we played a show a couple days before in berlin and it was like Awesome. I, I love this band. Probably like one of my favorite hardcore bands going right now. Um, 
But their set, we should talk about their set at Fluff Fest. So Fluff Fest was pretty close to getting like rained out that day. And so they were like, Torso was like supposed to play and they were like waiting for the rain to clear so they could like clean up some stuff and like get bands back on stage. So by the time Torso had started playing, the whole front of the stage was just like literally like a mud hole. And so I've got a couple of videos of people just like losing their minds, like running across the stage and like sliding in the water and like stage diving. Just like what once in a lifetime shit. Like I'm never going to see another fest set that's like that much fun. So, you know? Cause the, like at uh, fluff, it's done that a couple times, right? Like where it's like rant, like it did it like the first year you y'all came out, right? I think so. Not like during our set, but it was like the rain kind of comes and goes throughout the weekend usually. Yeah, so um, it's a it's a weird time for weather uh for that time of year around there. Yeah. And then you also like you don't have vegan straight edge bands that are not playing breakdowns, you know, like they're straight up like D beat hardcore, like no They check bullshit. all the boxes. You talked I talked a little bit about like what I like currently like to listen to because i've like had my fill of mosh bands like these days so like this checks all the boxes of what i if if you want to know of what i like currently am jamming this is this is it yeah and i think lyrically too torso is not writing like some fake posi like straight edge lyrics it's like really introspective and like just the I, i i hate to say perfect band but kind of perfect it, band it like i said checks all the boxes of yeah. of uh of get in get out hardcore of like they they start the song they end it at the perfect moment and have all the best parts and it's just like it's just fucking fast aggressive from beginning to end there i don't i can't see if you don't if you're not a fan of torso then you're not a fan of hardcore word that's that word. i'm just gonna say if you don't like this band you need to you need to go ask yourself, do I like hardcore? Do some do some homework. Do I do like some homework? Do I actually like hardcore? And if the answer is no, it's fine. But don't say you don't like hardcore if you don't like stuff that's in this lane. There you go. That's that any any last words, MJ, before we hit this last track? because we we done. I got nothing. Thanks for having me back. We'll have you we'll have you back um, again soon and talk about your bands and and we'll talk about well yeah we'll get you and your bands back up here yeah soon. we'll do it hell yeah so we're gonna what, what were we gonna play we're gonna play grab a fucking shovel grab a shovel by torso yep. off the record build and break this has been episode 82 of dead air two hours of hardcore radio